Repeat after me. I'm smart. I am blessed. I can do anything. I'm Iron Joe, and there's more kindness coming up on Hoda and Jenna. Coming up, the boy who found joy and a mailbox full of surprises thanks to the kindness of strangers. Plus, the grandmother who's using her own past struggles to turn homelessness into hopefulness. And what one woman did for a year straight that touched so many lives and why you may want to try it too, right now. From NBC News, this is Today with Hoda Kotb and Jenna Bushager from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, it's Thursday. It's August the 26th. We hope you are enjoying the lazy, hazy days of summer. We know the month is winding down, but we are going to fill your heart with some incredible stories of kindness and hope. And we've also got a couple of surprises oh, in our back pockets. A really good show. And what a better way to kick off our show about positivity with an adorable friend, four-year-old Ian Jope. He is the inspiration Aww. behind the children's book, I Am Smart. I'm I am blessed. blessed. I, I can, can do, do anything. anything. This is his affirmation, and it's a great way to start all of our days. How about I those bright him. eyes? I'm so excited. Guys, since we're talking kindness, we want to shout out the folks at La La Land Kind Cafes in Santa Monica and Dallas. So they got a really cool mission. Okay, their mission is all about spreading kindness by complimenting every single person that walks into their store doors. Every time you walk in. Somebody says something nice? Yes. They hope that then the customers go out and spread kindness. It does. You know when you get a random compliment by someone, like, I like your shoes and you're walking, you're like, oh, because I was kind of in a little bit of a rush, and now I'm like, oh, thank you. It makes you And then feel you do. Good. It's like so one person holds the door, then the next person holds the door for the next person. It's like all that stuff happens. So there is there is pretty cool love all around, I think, no matter really? where you are. Okay. And we're going to see it through this show. Yeah. There's no greater love than the love you have for your kids, and this story is proof. So earlier this year, Donna introduced us to Kim Flanders and her son, Jeffrey. Jeffrey lives with cerebral palsy, and like many parents this past year, Kim did whatever she could to keep her son entertained. Yeah, in a moment of desperation, Kim reached out for support on social media, and she never expected what would follow from a community of complete strangers. Take a look. In the Flanders household, it's Pittsburgh Steelers or bust. Well, I've always been a fan since I was young, and so he's a fan by birth, I guess you would say. He, he didn't really have a choice. 14-year-old Jeffrey's love of football makes even the difficult days a bit more manageable. Born 15 weeks early at just one pound and seven ounces, Jeffrey is living with cerebral palsy. This past year, Jeffrey has been limited to hobbies inside the house, and that's when Kim got creative. How did card collecting come up? Somebody sent him two trading cards, and you know he was looking at them the one day and we were talking about it, and we thought this would be something good for him to collect. I didn't realize at the time that trading cards were the hottest things, you know, since sliced bread. And I couldn't find any trading cards for like weeks. I went up every day and I'm thinking, where are the trading cards, you know? Interest in sports trading cards has exploded over the last year. Unable to locate cards in stores, Kim turned to social media for help, where she stumbled upon a company called Midwest Box Breaks. I posted a picture of Jeffrey. I said that he was a new collector and that, you know, if anyone had any duplicates or doubles that they would be willing to share, that, you know, we'd, that would be great. And 
I thought maybe somebody would say, okay, I've got, you know, a couple of cards, you know, and we might get maybe two cards or five cards and, you know, would add to his collection. We received well over 200 packages and the packages were great. They came with notes, hundreds of people, like they wrote us nice little notes to Jeffrey about joining the hobby. It was really awesome. To my car collector friends, I just came from the mailbox and you guys are amazing. There are two giant boxes of cards and envelopes for my son. And I don't even know you guys. Have you ever thought about how you would thank them if you were to meet them? I consider a lot of these people's friends, you know, even though you haven't met them. Would you like to say hi to some of them? Yes, we would love that. Look at all of these amazing people who were strangers who helped you and gifted you the cards that Jeff, you now have. Ben, you didn't hesitate for a moment to step in and help out. Tell us why. You see somebody that really is after the joy of collecting, which was the whole purpose of trading cards. See somebody reach out that, hey, I can't find any cards. It's a no brainer for all of us. The videos and the pictures and the content, it touched a lot of people and it made people feel great and happy. And some of us were moved to tears. What was it about this experience that made you so emotional? Heather? Just asking for help sometimes is a burden on us as parents. All of us to come together in a very difficult time. It's how good the people are really in the world. Well, we have one more surprise for your family. Do you happen to know Cam Hayward? Cam Hayward! Five time captain, three time pro bowler. Hi, Cam. How you guys doing? <laughs> Hi, Cam. That's You're a big nice, fan of yours. Nice. Oh, I'm a big fan of yours, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? You guys have a great family, and you know I love Jeff, and just got to hear a little bit about how he likes to collect different football cards. So just keep up the great work and keep supporting us. Yes. <laughs> a lot of times, I think people get focused on the negative things around them, and I think that this just shows you there there is more good around than there is negative, and you have to try to focus on that. Oh, super wow. sweet. And in the past several months, Jeffrey continued to mm. receive packages, letters, and more cards. After being fully vaccinated, he even got to attend oh. summer camp and had a trip to Orlando. What an incredible kid. All right. Jeffrey and his family have plans to attend the National Sports Collectors Convention as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. Oh, how yeah. awesome is that? Okay, mm. coming up next, meet the woman whose road to recovery led her on a mission to spread hope after this. Everyone has their struggles, but have you ever thought about taking those challenges and turning them into something positive? Karamiya Bacioki did just that. Yeah, after years of being homeless and then dealing with addiction, Karamiya channeled her energy into an organization called Mission Hope on a Mission. Check out her inspiring story. It is Saturday on a busy corner in Poughkeepsie, New York. Hey, Poughkeepsie. But weekends on the streets these days are far different from what they used to look like for Karamiya Bacioki, who is now living a life of active recovery. Nobody grows up and wants to be an addict, but there was a comfort level and a familiarity in my home growing up where um, when people were angry, they used substances. I didn't know how to handle my discomfort and my pain. I didn't know how to handle myself. So I used substances to help me do that. It took me down 
all the way to the bottom of the gutter. It looked like desperation and pain. It looked like brokenness. It was a really horrible, very, very dark period of my life. And I was rolling around in the gutter for a number of years before um, I sort of decided that this isn't what I wanted. Cara Mia would get clean, but like many people who struggle with addiction, she would relapse. I found myself in the very same jail cell in February of 2013 that I'd left in June of 1990. And it was like a two by four from God. I ended up uh, leaving jail and going to transitional housing. And while I was up there, they have a nice library of things to read. And um, I found something by Pastor Rick Warren called Purpose Driven Life. The book, which has sold more than 50 million copies in more than 70 languages, is credited with transforming lives. In it, Pastor Rick Warren answers questions about the purpose of life on earth. And that's where I very clearly heard God say to me, be the woman you needed when you were in the street. God made it very clear that that was my job to become that woman. On the corner of Maine and Clinton. With that sense of responsibility on her heart, Cara Mia got to work. She started off small. All I did was show up on a street corner in a car that I borrowed from a friend with some water bottles and just started talking to people. And that's really all it is. You don't have to give money. You can say, hey, I, I recognize you're struggling. Can I say a prayer for you? And it was there that Hope on a Mission was born, created to help those facing homelessness or addiction. Hope on a Mission exists to restore dignity. Again, the, the goal is to love people who feel unlovable. Um, I felt unlovable when I was in the street. I felt like I had no, no redemptive qualities and I could never right my wrongs. And that's where the hopelessness came in. Um, and, you know, we're out there to prove them wrong. Today, Karamia is eight years clean. A feeling she once chased with substances is now fulfilled in what she calls God's work. There were all these things that happened that occurred in my, my life experience, but instead of them holding me back and dragging me down, which at one time they did, um, I've been able to reframe my story and turn around. Every day it's a pinch me. Every single day, like whose life am I living? Because Everything that I thought I wanted and thought and and was running and chasing down and trying to get is now appearing in my life. And when Karamia joined us in the spring, we had a surprise in store for her, a meeting with Pastor Rick Warren, whose book had inspired her journey. Check out that moment. Pastor Rick Warren, are you here? <laughs> I am. Karamia. How are you? Good to see you. We made it God to Saddleback you. Church a couple of years ago. We drove across country and we were at your church. Oh. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you what, uh, Kay and I heard about what you've done with your life and uh, we decided that we wanted to contribute $1,000 toward what you are uh, doing and the, the difference you're making with your life. And uh, I, when uh, uh, the team of today invited me to come on and just surprise you and say, God bless you for what you're doing. You're making a difference. You know, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much, Pastor, for being an obedient servant because that set a great example for me. And well, you know, everybody can live their life at one of three levels. There's a survival level, and a lot of people are at that level today with the yeah. pandemic just going on. Then there's the success yep. level where if you've got money, you can make some choices. But 
You've moved from success to significance. Oh. And, and that's where oh. you, you know your meaning, you know your purpose. And you know, Pastor Warren, I don't know if you heard the whole, her whole story, you probably know it. She's done nothing but give back. That's what she's been doing yeah. ever since. She's, uh, she's paying it forward. Oh, she sure is. And also, by the way, some exciting updates from Caramia. Hope on a Mission now offers three free meals each week to their clients. And the organization is working on plans to open a storefront drop-in center to help expand that mission. She is so incredible. Mm -hmm. That's so great to hear. And coming up next, what hundreds of people received from one grateful woman right after this. As we know, time waits for no one. Well, Gina Hamady, a mom of two, wanted to find out a way to slow it all down. So here's what she did. She set out on a year of gratitude with a simple daily gesture to show her love and appreciation to her neighbors, to her friends, and to her family. Yeah, Gina chronicled her journey in the book, I Want to Thank You, and we caught up with Gina to chat about how a simple expression of gratitude could have such a powerful impact. Take a look. Dear Miss Nikki, Dear Grace. Dear Dr. Fox, I cannot overstate how grateful I am for your years of mentoring me. Being the best travel buddy and friend imaginable. I'm so grateful that you're the one who delivered my baby Charlie. I can't wait till the next time we get to hang. And I'm forever grateful for our continued friendship. We love you and would love to stay in touch. XO, love you both, G. Love Gina. Love Gina. To see something addressed to me in a familiar handwriting, um, was a thrill. It was so, so touching. Reading those words um, means something to me. There was something about this card that just felt so personalized. It just makes uh, the job that much more wonderful. It sort of carries you through your day, that warmth in your heart that someone's thinking about you. It was something that I didn't even realize that I actually really needed. It actually inspired me to get my own thank you cards made and, and, and hopefully continue in the tradition and pay it forward. Gina inspired me to get back to the good old paper and pen. It just kind of proves that we can lead a life of gratitude. Slow down for a second and reconnect with those that you love. Gina! so happy you're Hi. here and I have to tell you I didn't even tell this to Hoda but mm. my, our friend our mutual friend Emma Straub who's an author I admire so much was the one that sent me your book um, with oh. a little thank you note so you are inspiring oh. people and I wonder in a year that has felt difficult mm -hmm. what has it been like to share your love with people who have played huge parts right. in your life, like your husband, and those that you just barely know. What has it felt like to share that love? Well, you know, the year I sent these 365 notes was before the pandemic, right? So I think that that training of, you know, sitting with your gratitude and then expressing it to the people responsible really helped make that year more bearable and gave me more joy and connection in that year, you know, which I'm we so grateful for. Yeah. yeah, you need it. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because sometimes when you write a thank you note to someone, no one thanks you for your thank you <laughs> note. Basically, you write a beautiful note, you put your heart on a piece of paper and you put a stamp on it and mail it away. What did you receive? from sending those notes out? So first of all, at the beginning of the year, when I thought of this concept, I wrote a little note to myself that said, give everything, expect nothing. Mm -hmm. And I truly treated these as gifts without any expectation of 
what would come back. And that was enormously helpful. Um, but everything that did come back was so wonderful. Mm. You know, um, I heard a lot of this made my day. Mm. I heard a lot of, I'm going through a tough time right now and this helped. And you know, how wonderful to be able to brighten somebody's day on a day that maybe they needed it, you know, and I never would have known that otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I read too that you wrote your husband mm. a letter every single day what? in the month of December. What was, yes. did that strengthen your relationship? What, like, and how did you, I mean, that's- What did you have to say? A lot of days. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, so every month of this year, I turned to a different category and December was Jake was my husband. Mm. And so every day of the month, I wrote him a thank you note for something, you know, generally mundane. It, you know, maybe thank you for the beautiful music you play in our house every day. I don't even think about the music in our house. And it did, it sort of introduced gratitude in these very small but lovely ways that, you know, I think are important in a marriage. And he was giving me back, you know, an increased amount of gratitude in his own way. And I think it's, you know, it's small, but it's helpful. By the way, the small things really are the things. We were just talking about how when, when Joel leaves the room, he closes the door very softly. It's a small thing, but he does it every day to make sure he's not waking anybody up. I'm looking at beautiful pictures of your children what lessons you must be teaching them, huh? So I had a chapter about this very thing because it was incredible. Um, you know, you think about children as little sponges, and they are. That's why you know it's easier for them to learn a language when they're young. It's also, they're also very receptive to something like this. I actually, in this chapter, I spoke to this author of a book called Making Grateful Kids, and he and I were speaking about this really important connection that kids make at that age. And I was helping my kids make it, which is there are people behind the stuff you love. Right. Mm -hmm. And so talking about gratitude all year long and pulling my sons into the project, which I did like in my books month, my son, Henry wrote to 11 of his favorite authors oh, and mm -hmm. some of them wrote back, which was amazing, oh, uh... but it just helped them make that connection. That's hard mm -hmm. as a kid. You know, it's otherwise it's just, I love these books, mm -hmm. but it's a big difference to say, I love these books, and there was somebody who created them for me. Maybe I should show them a little yeah, gratitude. To thank them yeah. for their work. To check out I Want to Thank You, head today.com slash shop. Coming up next, one woman's idea to empower women in her community, and it is spreading across the country right after this. Right, there is nothing more powerful than a woman helping another woman succeed. And Tara Alexander from Laplace, Louisiana, she knows that firsthand through her organization, The Shiro Network. Tara's on a mission to empower others. Over the years, Tara's created a community of women to help them launch their own businesses and to find ways to pay it forward. Check this out. I want every woman to understand that they have something to give. Tara Alexander is a New Orleans native who has a passion for ministry and music. But she says her biggest joy is helping other women succeed. I will always say my mom's one of the best people I have ever known. She has, as long as I can remember, been doing outreaches for people and, and for women. I learned how to serve community and how to empower other people, I believe, from those who came before me. My mother is absolutely 
my greatest example in that because my mom worked at Tulane School of Business and she would encourage the professors to come to the community at the church to give free grant writing classes. I was a child in those classes. Tara created Shiro in 2015 to empower women to build their businesses through workshops and networking events. I realized that there were so many of my friends who are just brilliant, and I wanted to put them all in the room so we could exchange strengths in order to make a bigger impact in our communities. I got the word Shiro from my daughter. She was writing a paper in school, and she said, my mom is my Shiro. Tara held her first conference in a church. Today, it reaches 600 women all over the United States. We empower women to impact community. They use their skills, their gifts, their talents, and the things that they've been blessed with to be a blessing to others. I don't think there's anything that a woman can't do. Rosalind Woodfox attended her first Shiro conference two years ago. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're important, and if you are the one that's running the business, you can take those gifts to help someone else. Alita Butler Blue has held many jobs, from waitress to caregiver, but Tara encouraged Alita to dream big and start her own catering business. She literally came to our house and sat me down at the same computer we are right now and walked us through every step of the way. And anytime she would have event, she would have us be a vendor at the event, pushing our business. When nobody was behind us, she always was there for us. Tara was also there for Alita when she lost her daughter to COVID. My sisters and Shiro really been a blessing, you know, to us. We really like stick together, it's just encouraging each other. If you're going through something, you know, you got a sister you could call. Janae Webster is a pageant queen. She won the crown for Miss Black America, Louisiana in 2017. Today, Janae gives back with her nonprofit, Women Sharpen Women. She provides resources to single mothers and mentors to children. So Ms. Tara is very supportive. She is someone who sees the best in you and not only sees it, she supports it and makes sure you understand whatever you have to give in this world. Make sure it's not just for yourself, but you're also uplifting your community as well. What makes me excited is that I get to see women who have gifts and skills that they've been keeping to themselves, share it and come alive. So that's why I push women, because when we push one woman, we can change a whole generation. We're so happy. <laughs> Tara is here with her daughter, Tiara, who's the program development director for Shiro. Oh my God, look, I'm a proud New Orleanian in my soul. I'm a little prouder in this moment. Y'all are rocking it. Uh, Tara, why, why, look, a lot of people would have had their success and said, well, good for me. Why do you, are you spending so much time paying it forward? You know, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me here. I am just excited to be here, and this is an honor. I get to get, uh, I get to give, and I, I had to think about this long and hard. I thought it was just because I wanted my smart friends in the room, but in all actuality, our why is so much bigger than our what. What I believe is that I've been blessed to be a blessing, and one of those blessings is that God spared my life. He allowed me to just live and to be able to do the things that I dreamt about doing from a child. And what I wanted to do was make sure that people around me had that opportunity to dream because your dream can bring you through so much. I had a challenge in my own health some years ago 
and I decided to live on purpose and I wanted everybody <laughs> around me live on purpose. Oh, Tierra, what's it like <laughs> watching your mom? And I know you're following in her footsteps. It is incredible. My mom is one of my favorite people in the world. And, she, <laughs> and she's just so much fun to watch and to emulate. Um, well, you know what, Tara, we got a little surprise for you. We, we, we talked to a few people whose lives you changed, but we have a few more who just wanted to wave and say, hey, 30 more women who wanted to say thank you. Every single per person on this big board you helped throughout the years. Tara and the Shiro Network have been hard at work. Registration for their next conference opens September 1st, and they recently launched an online women's center to bring workshops to the home of every woman. Yeah, and Tara's received requests from around the country to start Shiro chapters that of their own, so it's spreading. And How awesome is she? Oh, my gosh, she's amazing. Way to go, girl. Okay, now, if that's not enough inspiration for you, wait until you meet the young woman who's expressing her passion and perseverance through her art. That's coming up next. We're back with the inspirational story of a young woman named Marjane Neal who found a creative way to heal after suffering a lot of pain in her life. And now she's using her voice to help guide and mentor young people going through difficult times. And her journey led to a quite an unexpected surprise. Take a look at her story. Poetry, what comes to mind? Growing up in Kansas City, Missouri, Marjane Neal suffered a childhood of abuse and homelessness. I had two sisters and we were very poor. There were times where we did not have food for ourselves. The moment that we got evicted and we ultimately had to go to the homeless shelter was one of the darkest times. I knew that life wouldn't be the same after this. While living in the shelter, Marjay's mother insisted she attend an art workshop put on by Halo, a nonprofit that provides housing and education to thousands of at-risk children around the world. She came to Halo pretty quiet and reserved and very much on guard. She was very angry. She didn't know how to express the things that she had been through. I was a very defensive child because I had to be. I kept everybody at arm's length. I want that love, but I'm scared to receive it. I'm scared that you might leave after you love me. But after more visits to Halo, Marjay started opening up. As she grew, her story just started to change a little bit, a little bit, and she started having these little pivotal moments. The room was just full of love. There's art supplies everywhere, and as an artsy creative child, I was in heaven. I could tell that she was using words to process the things that she had been through and try to work through them on paper. In high school, Marjay discovered her passion for poetry and started competing at the national level. I wrote my first poem about a traumatic childhood experience. Poetry provides a lot of relief. Like the sky before a much needed rain. She's one of our best poets. Individuals in the audience who are complete strangers to are in tears. Um, she's touched them in such a way. When I write, I write in pen because it's permanent. And although some feelings aren't permanent, you have to remember where you come from in order to grow and get to where you've been. Now 20 years old, Marjay is studying journalism on a full-ride scholarship to the University of Missouri and returns to Halo to lead writing workshops for teens. Marjay has such an incredible story of resilience to share. She's like a megaphone 
for these kids who are suffering through the same type of thing that she did. They can see themselves in her. Poetry has saved my life in multiple different ways. If somebody gets something from my poem and my experiences, then <laughs> my job is done. In February, Marjay shared her story in a documentary that debuted at Halo's annual auction. The event raised $650,000 for homeless youth. But it was Marjay who received the biggest surprise of all. So there's someone else who heard your story and wanted to interview you. Hello. Hi. Hello, Marjay. <laughs> Hi. I'm so glad to meet you. It was, it was surreal. I would never in a million years would have thought that you would be saying my name. When you read your words, you know that that comes from such a deep, powerful, and soulful space. You're a shining example of what is possible for everybody. What a journey for Marjay. She is showing you that artistry can really create a path for success. Where you come from doesn't define who you are, but it can influence where you go. Anything is possible if you put in the work, if you move with love, and you have passion and purpose. Marjay is now leading a bi-monthly virtual poetry workshop, and she's planning to launch a clothing wow. line. She's busy soon. To check out the full documentary featuring Marjay's journey, head to hodenjenin.com. All right, coming up next, the woman who stopped to admire some flowers and the beautiful friendship that blossomed coming up right after this. All right, one secret to happiness is taking the time to stop and appreciate the beauty in the world around you. And one woman knows this firsthand. So she admired a neighborhood garden so much that she took the time to seek out the green thumb behind it. And when she did, an amazing journey of friendship blossomed. Yeah, Donna got to sit down with both ladies to find out how their friendship grew at a time when both women needed it the most. Take a look. It just was really isolating and difficult, really stressful time. It was a challenging year for 39-year-old teacher Amy Baird. I was teaching online, trying to work, while also trying to teach my children. Last April, she drove down a familiar road near her home in Spanish Fork, Utah, where tulips had bloomed for over a decade. My eyes started tearing up because it was just like this cold winter and this hard time and just all of a sudden I saw these flowers and it was just beautiful and peaceful and it was just like hope. I really wanted to let this person know that I was grateful. So she decided to send a Hallmark card and selected a simple message. What you do matters. Hello there. I hope this letter finds you well. My name is Amy. The mystery gardener was 79-year-old Marion Curtis, a widow living by herself. I was so alone and so isolated. So when she sent that card that said, what you do matters, I thought, really? Really? Marion and her late husband, Paul, planted the garden each year as an ode to Marion's childhood, growing up in the Netherlands. We used to jump on the heaps of tulips and play around in them, get the colors on our clothes. So it's a piece of home. A few weeks later, Marion sent a letter back. Dear Amy, five years ago, I lost my husband and life has been lonely. I have stage four kidney cancer. It spread from my kidney to my pancreas. 
nobody should feel like they're alone. So as soon as I found that out, I was like, okay, I'm going to adopt her <laughs> and we'll just make sure that she's taken care of. And then she started texting me every day. How are you feeling? How did radiation go? Are you doing okay? And when the summer batch of tulip seeds arrived to be planted, Marion was faced with the reality of her illness. She'd gone through chemo and radiation recently and she was feeling really weak. And so I was able to reach out on my Facebook group with my book club and so that they were able to come and help with the planting. And as summer turned to fall, Amy and her book club kept coming up with new ways to make Marion feel loved. In November, someone brought something over every single day. Can you believe that? For them to care that much is unbelievable because all I did was blend flowers. I mean, then for Christmas time, we put twinkle lights outside and some little candy cane lights. And it was just fun to try and like lighten things up a little bit for her and help her feel the Christmas spirit. You see this tulip purse? What do you say about that? Isn't <laughs> that fantastic? And if anyone says, where'd you get that? And I'll say, my friend Amy, my friend Amy found me and gave it to me. How yeah. would you say your lives have been impacted? Mine has been uplifted. I think I could ask her anything and she would be willing to come and help me. Absolutely. We just care about each other. I look forward to her text messages and her phone calls. I mean, look at her smile. She's so kind and sweet and wonderful. Like, I just love her. <laughs> it's like the heavens parted and here comes this angel and her name is Amy. Today, the garden is in full bloom as it was this same time last year. A colorful reminder of the power of hope and friendship. And to think that if you had never reached out, there might not have been a bed of tulips this year. That is true. It is kind of amazing the impact that one little thing can have. We don't see the whole picture. We don't know what people are going through in this world. A kind word, do it. Smile, do something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because look what it has done for me, right? Marianne is still fighting her battle, but continues to enjoy every day. Mm. She recently visited the Redwood National Park with her sister, and mm. she just celebrated her 80th birthday with friends and family, of course, including oh, Amy. Of course. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Tomorrow, bring your appetite. We've got all the recipes you can handle. Yeah, let's eat. Joy's making her sheet pan pancakes. And then for lunch, it's Ryan Scott's fish tacos. Mm. Jada serves up a winner, winner chicken dinner. We're going to be full, plus a masterclass in knives from Jet Tila. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye, everybody.